Let us pray. Dear ever faithful Lord and God, we need your help at every moment. Help us to fight against Satan's attempts to draw us away from our allegiance to you and your word. Focus us on Jesus and the unfailing faithfulness he has shown and always will show to us. By your gospel, lead us to always remain faithful to you in response to your faithfulness to us. In the name of our faithful Savior, Jesus. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is the Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter, beginning with the fifteenth verse. Please rise in Jesus' name. After this, Jesus crossed over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, or Tiberias. A large crowd followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he was performing on those who were sick. Jesus went up on the hillside and sat down there with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a huge crowd coming toward him, he asked Philip, Where can we buy bread for these people to eat? But Jesus was saying this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to have just a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what is that for so many people? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, so they sat down. There were about five thousand men. Then Jesus took the loaves, and after giving thanks, he distributed pieces to those who were seated. He also did the same with the fish, as much as they wanted. When the people were full, he told his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, so that nothing is wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with pieces from the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. When the people saw the miraculous sign Jesus did, they said, This really is the prophet who is coming into the world. When Jesus realized that they intended to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In his Sermon on the Mount, in the introduction that we call the Beatitudes, Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, because they will be filled. The season of Lent is a season of fasting, a season of giving up our earthly bread in order to fill our spirits with the bread of heaven. We recall in this 40-day-long season how Jesus himself went 40 days without food in the desert while he was tempted by Satan. And at that time he told the tempter, Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. But now, in the midst of our Lenten fast, we observe a feast. Jesus provides a meal for 5,000 men and who knows how many women and children. And therefore, he shows us that he is the provider of bread. We look to him because he knows our hunger. Jesus takes the role of a father here, because just as earthly fathers see to the feeding of their children, Jesus saw to the feeding of this crowd of people, and as children can't be expected to always know the food they truly need and to get it for themselves, these crowds didn't know what they truly needed. 
Jesus realized by the end of this miracle and this account that they intended to come and take him by force to make him king, completely misunderstanding his purpose. And you and I are children too who so often do not know what we should pray for. We seek various things, we hunger for different things, and correctly we take it to the Lord in prayer. But as our catechism teaches, God sometimes answers our prayers by giving us something better than what we ask for. He may also delay his answer in order to train us in Christian living. The point is we don't always get what we want, but through faith in God we will get what we need. And I know that sounds pithy. The Rolling Stones preached a similar message. But there's a key difference. We get what we need not by our own efforts, not by a simple stoicism of life. We get what we need by faith in God. Jesus had gone away from the crowds at the beginning of this text. He crossed over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee and went up on the hillside and sat down there with his disciples. He'd been performing miracles. He'd been amazing the crowds. And now he needed to give his disciples some private teaching. They had to be trained, after all, so that Jesus would fulfill his promise, Come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The crowds wouldn't leave him alone. They followed him, they relentlessly pursued him, and they cornered him on this hilltop. And Jesus took that as an opportunity to show his disciples who he was, the provider of bread, the one who knows our hunger, the true God. We can understand this occasion in terms of the crowd's misunderstanding, how they pursued Jesus for their own ends. And we can see parallels today, looking out over the ideas of the whole world, there are many who want Jesus only to be a kind of moral teacher, one who approves of their lifestyle and accepts them no matter what. And there are many who want Jesus to only be a cruel judge who will punish sinners, who will prove that they were right all along and others were wrong. But Jesus will not permit himself to be turned into an idol. He remains who he is. And thanks be to God for that, because Jesus is himself. He is the Son of God, true God and true man, the Messiah who purchased our souls and paid for our sins so that we have eternal life in him. As Peter would confess by the end of this chapter in John's Gospel, Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words of eternal life. He knows our hunger. Not just what we want, but what we truly need. And that is what he provides for us. We can trust him because he remains faithful to that fact. Faithful to his promises to give us forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. And because he provides for those eternal needs, we know that we can trust him also to provide for all that we need for this body and life. If you have food, clothing, shelter, family, employment, or anything else, it is rightly called a blessing because it was bestowed upon you by nothing else than the gracious goodwill of the God who loves you, the God who sacrificed himself for you. And therefore we also see who Jesus is, that he is the bread of life. Fathers are called to provide their children with more than the physical necessities of life. Fathers also ought to see to the spiritual welfare of their children. It's the father's job to ensure that their children are instructed in the truth through Sunday school, catechism class, home devotions. 
and that they become prepared to receive the Lord's Supper. Daily, fathers must bring their children to Jesus. And so again, Jesus is taking the role of father here. He not only offers merely earthly bread, but he is offering himself, the Savior of these children, to them all. And he offers himself to you as well. The Apostle tells us that this miracle occurred when the Jewish Passover festival was near. He tells us this specifically because it would happen at a later Passover that Jesus would provide his own body in the bread. Through the institution of that sacrament, Jesus ensured that for ages to come, where two or three have gathered together in his name, there he is among them. Literally. Jesus is with you wherever you gather around that sacrament. When you eat that bread, you have his word accompanying it, and so it is his body, the very body that was sacrificed on the cross. And when you drink the wine with his word accompanying it is his blood, the very blood that stained that cross's wood. This is the point. In this Lent, we are looking at the suffering and death of Jesus, and we understand that he did so in our place. When we suffer, when we lack, we recognize then that we are joined to him. Baptism has joined us to his death and resurrection, and the word gives and sustains the faith that joins us to him. And the sacrament of the altar likewise gives us our Savior and causes him to dwell in us. This means that as somber as this penitential season is, as dark as our paraments are this season, it is not a season of despair. We sorrow over our sins but we rejoice to see them forgiven and taken away, as distant as the east is from the west. We mourn the death of our Savior, but we sing at the knowledge that it paid for our salvation and that he rose from the dead. We weep that we do not yet have that eternal feast of salvation and we still languish in this earth and this body, but we laugh that that feast is already ours in the means of grace. Jesus is the provider of bread. Look to him in faith and hope and rejoice in the knowledge of his promise. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.